Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm J.V. Hampton Van Sant. And we are the Wannabe Film Buffs. This is a podcast where we watch all the movies we somehow haven't watched until now. And today we are talking about The Shawshank Redemption. Yes, from 1994, rated R. Director Frank Darabont, who also wrote the script. This is based on a short story from Stephen King. Which is why it also takes place in Maine, which it took me a long time to realize that this movie took place in Maine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Maine. Stephen Kingland. I completely forgot that it... Well, thing that I... Thing, like, I didn't know until you brought it up when we were... When, when the idea for the show came up that, like, this was a Stephen King movie. That's when I learned yes. that. I didn't know that in the beginning... And I will fully be honest with the listeners, I haven't read the story. Um, Most people haven't, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. And, like, that's fine, I guess. Um, But, like, so I haven't um, interacted with the story, so I didn't know that. But I do know the general fact of, like, most Stephen King things take place in Maine for some reason that is clear to Stephen King and not necessarily clear to everybody else other than maybe shared universe shit? Uh, shared universe, there's a, um, from the few Stephen King books I've read, there is a canon involved. Uh, also, Stephen King lives there. Well, that... <laughs> I mean, if he didn't live there, that would be the wildest fucking thing. <laughs> like, 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 like... Who else would have a story take place in Maine besides a Maine resident? Like, a... Fully, fully honest that I absolutely only have written things that are set in areas that I've lived. Like, there's a solid reason that all of Red Wing, side note, um, previous podcast, both of us were on Red Wing, um, <laughs> where, um, like, there's a reason all of that takes place in Boston. This is where I spent four years of college out there, and I figured a three-year story, I can do that in this city. Yes. <laughs> I know what that sounds like and feels like. I know what all the seasons in this place feel like, with the exception of deep, deep winter, because at that point, it's Christmas and we come back here. But yes. Anyway, um, that's... Uh, tangent number one. Here we are. Um, oh, be very afraid, listeners. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, so it takes place in Maine, which actually colors one specific thing that I looked up at one point, um, which was the amount of black extras in it. Um, yeah, because... it's pretty snowy in this movie, and we're not talking about the Maine weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but like, it, that, and it, that makes sense, given um, the, like, I think there was... People have written dissertations on this movie. That is a thing that has happened. I imagine. People have written plenty of articles there all over the internet. I looked for a couple things. One about tax law that'll come up later. Um, (laughs) Yay. Um, But (laughs) I love my life where I could just look up tax law during the day and just be like, let me figure out if this tax thing is legit. And I'm like, why? Oh, God. Um, That's the problem with curiosity, everybody. Um, But so there's that. um, But somebody looked up the census at the time to like figure out, okay, yeah, here's how many black people would actually have been in Maine during the 40s um, was when the movie is set initially. And then it goes spans like, what, 20 plus years around there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, during that time there, um, it 
there's actually more black people in the movie than there are in the than there were in like not in the population of Maine, but like in in terms of demographics. Like, yeah. Demographics wise, the percentages are higher in the movie than they were in like actual life. So Ooh. there's that. Um, oh boy! So maybe this movie is diverse. I mean, <laughs> it's diverse for Maine. Which, yes. Again. Let us stress one more time. This is Maine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Stephen King's Maine, by the way. Up there with Ooh. the great fantasy lands, Westeros, Jesus. Middle Earth, <laughs> Stephen King's Maine. Stephen King's Maine is Westeros. Like, just, like, is the equivalent of Middle Earth. Um, I just, I, I just, oh, God. I mean, it's wild. about as white as Middle Earth. Ooh, 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 I feel that in my spirit. I feel that in my spirit, and I'm still, we will eventually get to Lord of the Rings in the series of films. Uh, yes, we will, because not only are all three of them on there, but every time we go, by the way, we are choosing our video selection by the top 250 IMDb movies. Yeah. And all three Lord of the Rings are on there. But every time we get to a part of a series, we are just going to spend that slot talking about the entire series in a segment that we have decided to call Series Binge Hell. Yes. First series on that list is the Godfather trilogy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> My God. Anyway, um, that's lovely. Um, but now for the Shawshank Redemption. Yes, uh, I would like to make a note that this was nominated for seven Oscars mm. and won none of them because Forrest Gump was also released that year. Is, is Forrest Gump on the list of movies? Yes, it is. I, I'm kind of thankful because I have never watched that movie all the way through. I've, Which I've, is the point of this show. Well, yeah, like <laughs> that's one that I've started and stopped so many times that I'm like, oh, yeah, I... Maybe I should finish that movie and like take notes and shit. Yeah, it's hard when it's on TV twenty four seven, so you only catch a little bit of it. Much like the Shawshank Redemption, which is on every other day on TNT. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. So going into this movie, I I expected a couple things. I expect I expected um, a redemption arc because it was in the title. Yes. Um, not sure if I got that, but we'll get to that later. Um, two, I was expecting the wise old negro trope which i i don't know that we got i feel like we half got but like like i feel like that was half there but it was more like just i've been in prison for longer than you wise old negro specifically like that that's the that's the trope we had which is like that's fine or whatever that's a trope that exists i guess um it's prison specific but sure um incorrect legal arguments we will definitely get there and um to feel moved at some point. Yes, which we will also get to because holy shit. That happened. <laughs> oh boy. We will talk about it. So let's dive into the summary of yes. this movie. All right. So at the beginning, we are introduced to our main protagonist, Andy Dufresne, played by Tim Robbins. Um, the information we are given is that his wife cheated on him with some golf pro, uh, and he was sentenced to Shawshank on the charges of murdering his wife and her lover, which he denies, although it's left pretty ambiguous. 
ambiguous at the beginning whether or not he actually did it. Yeah. Oh, I fully went through the first half of this movie assuming that he did it. <laughs> like, just fully assuming that he did it. We will get to probably at the end why oh, <laughs> why boy. that didn't necessarily mean a whole lot yeah. for me. We'll get there. I have... Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, I'd also like to take note that the district attorney who is, uh, what, questioning Andy at the beginning mm-hmm. is such a goddamn instigator, and I hate it. Oh, my, it's a... Your beautiful wife and her lover who isn't you in this situation. What a goddamn pervert. Like, dude! <laughs> <laughs> Like, lawyers are functionally actors. It's it's why... Okay. Uh, not to dive into this, but again, I'm going to reference Red Wing a second time, oh this boy. thing. But, like, in the one episode that I had that was basically just a legal proceeding, like, <laughs> <laughs> I had... Like, I basically, essentially for that, hired two lawyers to be actors in that thing because that is functionally what they do and let me tell you they are great at it defense attorneys are usually better actors though just throwing that out there anyway all right yeah and uh, so after he is brought into shawshank we are introduced to our second protagonist uh ellis boyd redding also known as red played by morgan freeman yeah. uh we uh see him at his parole hearing uh he says very, I guess, appeasingly that he has been rehabilitated. He is then rejected. Mm-hmm. Uh, symbol of I our current prison rehabilitated. I have been rehabilitated. I don't have a good Morgan Freeman, but just Morgan gotta get Freeman. a vocal fry. And speaking of mild southern accent, why? Yes, I, I, I did rehabilitated. I am rehabilitated. I'm done. I can't. I can't. I can't do it when I'm like about to laugh. It just doesn't work. But anyway, yeah. uh, we are also um, clued into the fact that he is uh, the fence here at Sawshank. Um, he is the guy who knows how to get things, which mm-hmm. is a common catchphrase. Oh, that's I the hear t- you know how to get things. Well, yeah, that's the term for that. The fence. I love that. That's a prison term. I didn't know uh, it's a, a damn thing about. It's a general like mm-hmm. obtaining and selling stolen goods, which makes perfect yeah. sense. I just never like I didn't think about that as a term. Anyway, it's fine. Yes, <laughs> uh, we also are made aware that this takes place in 1947 mm-hmm. at the beginning. There are so many time jumps. Yes, they are. And they're not like the subtitled time jumps. No. It is uh, like, oh, by the way, in this scene, we're going to mention that it's been four years. <laughs> yeah. Like, they will verbally tell you that it is that like, a oh, time shit, jump right. has happened. Otherwise, you wouldn't fucking know because everybody <laughs> looks the exact same from scene to scene, with the exception of if somebody gets injured, that injury will carry over. Yes. There were no inconsistencies with injuries. I except no no never mind, that was a different movie. Um <laughs> Yep, nope. No inconsistencies with injuries, which is just fascinating to me. Alright. They're really serious about their uh bumps and bruises. Hell yeah. Yes. And rightfully so. And moving on, uh we cut to a bus of the new uh inmates of Shawshank coming in. Uh, Red and his friends take bets on who cracks the first night, and Red's bet is on Andrew Dufresne. 
I fully uh, <laughs> was. I fully didn't know what they were taking bets. I thought it was who's gonna die first, and I'm like, that's Ooh. dark. And no, then I'm like, oh no, no. It's, who's gonna, it's who's gonna break and start crying in the thing first. Okay, yeah. got it. And uh, like, they call fine. it they call it fishing because um, they're fishing and like goading. Then to say, hey, who's gonna crack first? Are you gonna crack first? Are you gonna crack first? They fully are. And Andy says not a goddamn thing. Oh yes, he is very silent, which very much pisses off Red because he loses some 20, cigarettes. Twenty cigarettes. Yes. I lost twenty cigarettes because of Andy Dufresne on Those his first Andy night. <laughs> like, oh All God. right. Uh, so uh, in that scene, we are introduced to Captain Hadley, who is one hundred percent played by Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Good facts. No free. <laughs> You're 20 minutes late for work. <laughs> uh, the actor's name is Clancy Brown, if you are that interested in that. Uh, and also uh, the warden, Warden Knowlton, played by Bob Gunton, who, oh my God, we have to have an entire part of this dedicated to the warden because holy shit. That man. <laughs> That man is a piece of goddamn work. And let me tell you, from the, actually from the jump, he didn't, in the very beginning, in the first scene we see him when he's like passing out Bibles or whatever, I didn't really give a shit about him. Like I, he's that type of dude who has that type of face where you're not supposed to give that much of a shit about him. Like he just sort of looks like, oh yeah, he's not. uh." Mm -hmm. He also doesn't look like nearly as clean cut and like muscular as like the, um, as the, you just mentioned his name and I forgot. Um, Eugene Krabs. Thank That's, sure um <laughs> captain hadley thank you yes the, as the yeah so he's not as muscular as the captain so you just like you immediately think oh he mm, mm, maybe let's watch him maybe not though yes like eh, it is what it is he's just sort of around yeah he uh he falls into the common stephen king storytelling trope of the bible thumping psychopath yes Oh, I forgot that was a thing that he does. Oh, it's such a thing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that is... You know what? Thing that's going to cross over in our first few movies. That's fine. We're recording this at my house, and my sister is just singing to herself in the background. That's fine. We're going to keep going. We'll press on. Yes. <laughs> All right. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we... Uh, go to the person who does end up cracking. Uh, his the only name we are given is Fat Ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he? I think he had a name on IMDb. I just forgot what it was. He is credited as Fat Ass. Oh, I'm deeply upset. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that doesn't hold up in 2019. Let me to 2020. Excuse me. That doesn't hold up. Well, it wouldn't have held up in 2019 either. Let me tell no. you. But like, <laughs> Um, yes, and, uh, in that moment, uh, Eugene Krabs, uh, beats the ever-living fuck out of him and is sent to the infirmary, Mm -hmm. and we learn the next day that he died. Oh, yeah, I forgot he died. Because it was after the, like, what, the, the infirmary guy left, and he just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, internally bled in his head to death? Well... 
this is how brutal the prison is. Yes, yes, <laughs> this, it is. This teaches us that the prison is dangerous. Yes. Sorry, I just wanted to. <laughs> That's that is Captain Obvious voice, everybody. Yes, um, <laughs> I because I, I, I wasn't alive in 1994. I was negative one years old. Um, (laughs) and i imagine when people went into the theaters to see this movie they said damn we need prison reform and here we are in 2020 saying damn we need prison reform prison reform will always be necessary in a a capitalist system you know it never not i will not get started (laughs) and we lost half of our audience ranting about capitalism oh my god all right we are introduced to brooks Mm -hmm. uh, who kind of looks like that guy from the pixar short who plays chess with himself he does. Oh my god! Uh, that is all I, was I can trying, think of. I was trying so hard to think of who he reminded me of, and I forgot that it was that man, who also Loki looks like the dude from Up. But like that's because that too, they all look the same. Disney old people look the same. Like it's fine. Disney old men look the same, similar yeah. to how old women, specifically in. Um, Studio Ghibli films all look the same <laughs> as well. Like, uh, we have a few Studio Ghibli films on this list. Fuck yes! Uh, yeah, Are we, we have, going through all of them? Uh, oh my god! Because I have all of them on uh, DVD. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're not technically part of a series. I know. Uh, but we are going to be watching Spirited Away. Fuck yes, that's my favorite one. Princess Mononoke. Fuck yes, second favorite. And I think either My Neighbor Totoro or Howl's Moving Castle. I don't remember. Ooh. I don't know which of those would have been on that list. Like just have not seen any of them. They are so... When we get there, you're going to fucking love them, and I know this already. I, I know a little confirm. bit about Spirited Away, and I already know I'm going to love the ever-living hell out of that movie. Uh, anyway, yes, anyway, moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, we are introduced to Brooks, who we are seeing uh, feeding mm-hmm. a baby crow... Uh, what was his name? Jake, I think. I think it was, think Jake. It was Jake. I I, never... That is like the one thing I don't have written down is the, the name of the damn bird. Oh, I fully didn't take note, uh, <laughs> note of the bird's name. I was just like, oh, it's a bird. It's yeah. friend. And uh, he feeds it a maggot that Andy found in his breakfast. Because prison food is bad. Uh, also, fun fact about that. Um, an animal rights group was concerned about the welfare of the maggot. Yep, I fully took note of that. Not the crow hatchling in a dude's pocket for an entire day of filming, I imagine. Nope, that wasn't <laughs> a problem. The maggots. Yeah, well, I mean, the hatchling was fine, mostly as it was next to somebody's warm body, and that's True. pretty much all they actually need. Yeah, That however... and to be fed, and if they're doing that... Whoop, I don't know if they're doing multiple takes of that specific moment, which I think I'm assuming that they had to do. Yeah, that. probably. Yeah. Also, they would have had to because they were holding a wriggling one and then holding a dead one. Oh yeah, that's right. They yeah. they cut and then replaced it with a dead maggot. Yeah, they did. So like that in and of itself would have had to take multiple multiple scene cuts to do. Yeah. Not like half a day or whatever, but also could potentially be half a day because we know film sets are fucking insane. Uh, that one scene with Morgan Freeman where he is tossing the baseball back and forth, he did that for like nine hours. 
and he Jesus did not Christ. make a peep the entire time, but came in the next day with his arm in a sling. <laughs> I cannot. Morgan oh Freeman, God. you are the best. I fully... I would have... Fuck, I would have given... This is why I don't have it in me to be a filmmaker. Like, because I... One, I will probably do three takes of something and find something in it that I like and yeah. just be done with it. Because, like... I actually... That's a thing I don't actually understand about movie making in general is the... like. Yes, we've done this 75 times. I'm like, the actor has done this the same way every single time, except for changing the one fucking thing you ask them to change each time. They'll make that adjustment, and that's... I, I mean, ideally, with certain actors, they'll make that adjustment. It'll be correct, and like, I also am just willing to let actors do what they're going to do, usually. Yeah. Because usually they're not very wrong. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I only... I think during Red Wing, I only gave one line note to anybody. <laughs> like, because they did it angry, and it was supposed to not be angry. Mm. Like, it was a sarcastic line and not an angry line. So I like... Oh, that and it, uh, you know and I mean? me when I screamed into the microphone that a was centimeter away. <laughs> that... <laughs> was different um, that was different that was a technique thing <laughs> and and oh oh yeah oh well you know what never mind we'll get to the flubs that are in this movie that are yes. related to that later um because some of them are very funny to me but anyway <laughs> all right moving on mm-hmm. uh we cut to the showers where uh andy uh meets uh Boggs. Yes, that guy, also known as every single gay bar top I have ever met in my entire life. Mark Ralston. Uh, yeah. Yuck. Everything right down to thinking that rejection is playing hard to get. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> this, it, I thought it was an interesting thing that that dude was, like, visibly shorter than him. I don't know why <laughs> I thought that was funny, but I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I mean, that's why he's so angry all the time. It's like... It's, it's part like of that. visibly shorter than it's part Andy. Of that Napoleon complex. <laughs> visibly shorter than Andy looking up at him like, yeah, I'm gonna get that. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, bitch. He could squash you. The fuck? Like, I don't understand. Yes. But then I'm like, oh, but you have friends, aka the sisters. The sisters. What a uh, name. What a name. What a dated late '90s name. Because of course. Or mid '90s name. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, uh. Oof. Yay. Oh, also, we forgot to mention that the reason he, um, the reason, uh, um, Red was throwing the thing, like, what was happening during that was, um, he was asking for a poster of Rita Hayworth. This will come up later. Uh, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that's actually next when he asks for the rock hammer, actually. And yeah. he's playing catch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The catch thing was that he had already the, there was there was something mentioned about. So when he came to me and asked me for Rita Hayworth, which is I also said, like sure. way later in the movie when they are watching a Rita Hayworth movie. Yeah. Yeah. We're just we're just left really wondering what Rita Hayworth has to do with this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm never gonna complain about Rita Hayworth showing up because I. <laughs> I live, I stay in old Hollywood actresses. Yes. <laughs> like just, uh, fun fact, mm-hmm. um, they originally named 
the movie Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption like the short story. Right. But then they got a lot of models auditioning for the part of Rita Hayworth. I live. I live. Also, bold of them to think that they could. (laughs) Oh, anyway. But that's fine. All right. So about a month later in the movie, uh, Andy and Red finally meet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Andy asks for a rock hammer. Mm-hmm. which sounds very threatening, but then once he finally gets the rock hammer, it's very funny because it's a little tiny thing. It's a tiny thing for carving things, such as chess pieces. And we'll prison get to walls. That. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, they hit it off well. Um, Andy uh, announces to Red that he is an utter geology nerd. And listeners, this... This sparked something in me because prior to this, <laughs> prior to this point, I had thought, okay, Andy's kind of cute, like a little bit, and then there was that geology comment. My most recent ex was also <laughs> a ge- like a geology nerd, and like that was one of those things that I had found attractive in him, and thus this immediately like. He, like this this quirk something in my brain and then I was noticing this the whole rest of the time both my ex and um and Andy Dufresne had these same mannerisms about them oof like to uh-huh. down to how their fucking mouths moved like specifically oh how their mouths moved and like the the things they would talk about like and how they would talk about them this movie had me triggered, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and I... <laughs> but that moment got me to be like, well, now fuck Andy Dufresne. And that actually... That's the moment where, that is the moment where I personally turned against Andy. Um, anyway, he definitely but... killed his wife. <laughs> <laughs> this villainous motherfucker, he... <laughs> well, he is the villain the entire time. If it weren't that everybody else in the film were so goddamn evil, I might have turned on him entirely. But yeah. like, well... Mm, and we will get to that. Oh, dear. And next scene is uh, the sisters, uh, as we mentioned, the gang of prison rapists, Mm. uh, confront Andy about, you know, prison Mm. rape. Mm -hmm. Um, He rejects them, and just in stereotypical gay bar top fashion, they do not take no for an answer. No. And they beat him up. (laughs) So um, there's a line here that I really liked that um, Red had, which is, um, which is just talking about sexuality and also um, it, it, the line specifically is you have to be human first. They don't qualify, which I one th- The reason I like that line is separate to this. Also, I have a true crime show. And initially when I started that show, I was covering like queer criminals and whatnot because I wanted to investigate them more. Um it is fucking difficult to do that because 90% of them don't have functioning relationships because they are psychopaths. Um, yes. And, like, so, and that, I mean, I'm not saying that psychopaths aren't, like, inherently human because that also feels problematic and weird <laughs> to me. But, like, I, like, it, it just, it made it very, it was a clear point and it made it sort of evident why I had such an issue finding cases on that previous show. But anyway, yeah. Yes. 
Uh, and so uh, we have a little bit of a montage of Andy beginning to make friends in Shawshank. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, does some accounting for Mr. Krabs uh, in exchange for beers for his friends when they're fixing the prison roof. And here is where I looked up tax law because <laughs> um, that the specific deal that he makes with, um, with um, the captain is not like it because the amount was an inheritance it actually wouldn't have been taxed anyway so the whole basis of the issue wasn't real which (laughs) i would argue andy probably knew and was being manipulative because motherfuckers like that be manipulative and shit anyway i'm (laughs) let me those bankers oh i'm still (laughs) i'm still triggered i'm moving away from that but anyway like that's just but yeah um so that was why i spent as much time as i did looking up tax law um because i was unsure of that and i wanted to see how many people like had researched that and a few people had um it took a lot of digging actually to find that but yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm uh, and after that bit, uh, this is where Andy asks for Rita Hayworth. Yes. Or a poster of Rita Hayworth. Yes. And this is the scene where they're watching the Rita Hayworth movie, right? Yes. Yes. And there is a hair flip. <laughs> Rita's like, wait, wait, she's going to do that thing with her hair that I like. And I was like, what thing is that? And then she does the hair flip. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me. And I was like, yes, bitch! Yes, bitch! Uh-huh. Yeah. We would also be cheering about Rita Hayworth in that prison, but for very different reasons. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's, uh... Yeah. That hair flip was great. Um, Then there's a bit of a weird sequence. Oh, ooh, this is the note that I have where church people scare me. This is the note where that came in. Now is the moment where I started to be scared of the warden. Oh, yeah. Mark 13, 35. John 8, verse 5. Um, That was as far as I got. And yeah. then the next line, I was like, church people scare me. They just do. And that's just, like, not, I'm, listeners, I'm sure you're fine. Um, I'm saying, like, <laughs> the people who, like, quote verses at you, they scare me yeah, on a level that, like. They do. I mean, I'm gonna be real, though. Somebody who specifically would walk up to me and would quote, like, Fifty Shades of Grey, like, would also freak (laughs) me the fuck out. Like, anybody who can walk up to me and, like, quote something from a book of almost any kind would freak me the fuck out. Like, it just would, mainly because it clearly means a lot to them, and that is strange. Anyway, (laughs) it is what it is. Yes, and uh, after the uh, Rita Hayworth scene... Uh, Andy gets uh, confronted by the sisters again, where he educates his way out of being raped, but then gets beat to shit later. Yep. And he's gone for a while, and this is where he's sort of proven that he's made friends. Um, yes. Because he's gone for, like, a month. He, like, he's... He wasn't in... Oh, well, one this, one of the sisters is um, uh, permanently hospitalized. Um, and then... Yes. Um, <laughs> and then, in addition to that... Like, he, um, uh, they come back and there's, like, um, a bunch of, like, what are they, they got him rocks, right? And, like, a thing to carve. 
like yeah. just for things to carve yeah yeah so we would make chess figures and whatnot mm-hmm. and so they he came back and like all the people were like we miss you and i was like oh touching prison moment yeah we're still in prison though so yes, i mean we are huh but i was like oh that's such a sweet gesture okay Aww. cool um feelings um Yay. and speaking of feelings and that is also when the rita hayworth poster comes in yes oh yes oh god but um oh also he gets a fucking library is this where he gets the fucking library uh i may uh or is this where he i'm checking my notes uh which is why i'm making all these weird noises yeah uh let's see Yes, this is around the time where he gets sending the letters, but doesn't get the library yet. Yeah, like, so he's working in, he's been working in the library and basically while in the library is handling um, the taxes and things for every prison official in the nearby vicinity. And that is why one of the sisters gets beat up so badly he has to sift through a straw with all of his food for the rest of his life. Which is short. I would imagine. Uh, they didn't say that, but I'm assuming yeah. it was short. Um, because, oh, you don't mess with the people who do your taxes. Hell You don't fuck know. with accountants. Hell no. I suppose not. <laughs> um, and so uh, the next note I have is, uh, this is where uh, Brooks, uh, his parole is coming up, and he tries to kill a guy to make him stay longer. Yeah, and this and is where... This is where this movie gets very emotionally raw for the rest of the time. Yep. This is where I, like, like seeing him freak out like that, I was like, oh, no, heartbreak. I, my heart is starting to break because I see where this is going. I immediately at that point knew the next, like, what I think was only 20 minutes, but, like, was ultimately the full next 20 minutes, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Because that is the most realistic course of events that I have ever seen portrayed in any movie about prison. Yeah. Like, just, oh, well, he's old. He's getting out. He's been here for however the fuck many years was, like, 40-plus-something years. I would imagine it's 40, like, at least 40 years, because of something to do with cars that he explains. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Like, he only, like, saw one automobile before he went to Shawshank, and now they are everywhere. Yeah, and so it's just so clear that he can't actually readjust and, like, eventually uh, winds up um, hanging himself in the halfway house that he was sent to live in. Yeah, that entire sequence of his monologue, which is also what he wrote in his suicide note to his friends at Shawshank. Uh, Oh, God, that was soul-crushing. Jesus H. And this is where I was moved, and I cried. Um, (sighs) This is the part at which I was moved, so number four expectation, check. Yes. Um, And (laughs) I, like... My only thoughts on this, and this is mildly political and I apologize, but whatever. It's just that all all of our things that we previously had to... um, One, like, there's only one prison college program left in the United States. One. There used to be one in almost all of them. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So that left because capitalism, I'm I'm 90% positive, but we'll leave that alone. Um, 
There you go, bringing up capitalism again. Yeah. What are you, some crazy <laughs> socialist, JB? It's simply the budget. Like, because obviously those programs would cost money. And if everybody in the prisons are complaining about the goddamn budget, they're eventually going to slash that. So, like, you see, you see capitalism wise where that starts and, like, how that sort of continues on. Also, mm-hmm. because we don't have um, just universal free um, education here. Um, anyway, so there's yes. that. And, like, seeing all that. And then also prison reintegration programs, like, don't like the reason they're unsuccessful actually 90% of the time has to do more with the people around everybody because like we as sort of human beings just have this like thing about like uh, finding out that somebody committed a crime at one point and somehow that becomes oh this person is like an irredeemable fuckhead and like that's just, like, <sighs> just forever and like it, we don't allow for certain people to potentially have actually grown and changed and part of that might be because we know that our system isn't designed to rehabilitate you mean they don't have a redemption a shawshank redemption there's no redemption period for anybody but like specifically (laughs) but specifically like in like because we don't allow for allow for um for um reintegration to happen that's why the this kind of situation winds up happening so Mm -hmm. it's just it's really fucking aggravating and like hmm Thinking about the legalization of marijuana and the number of people who are in prison for mar- like for that, and even if they were to get out, the struggles that they would have finding a job, even with the very people who are running all of these very, very expensive pot shops, yep, is fucking insane to me. Because, they one, they've clearly proven they're good at selling the shit. <laughs> like, what? Like, ugh. Uh, for frame of reference, for frame of reference, we are podcasting in Massachusetts, which oh. is why there are a fuck ton of pot shops. Right. <laughs> yes. And also, um, oh, I think Chicago legalized recently for recreational use, but they like don't have enough pot in their state for recreational use. Chicago is a city. Oh, I, well, I mean, so I know, I mean, Michigan as a whole, but like specifically Chicago is struggling with the fact that they don't have enough. Chicago's in Illinois. Fuck, you know what I mean. I, I'm cutting this whole thing. <laughs> I'm geographically challenged, everybody. Um, but like, like I, I cannot tell you where Puerto Rico is. We were talking about this earlier. Oh god. <laughs> but I can tell you that Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory, and thus people from Puerto Rico are not immigrants. Anyway, there we are. That's just. There you simultaneously lost and regained our Puerto Rican audience. Oh, of course. <laughs> like, it was like I don't know, I don't know where the island is, but I know why it's important. There we go. <laughs> there All we right. Are. So after um, mm-hmm. Brooks's stuff, we uh, mm-hmm. have Andy, who um, was sending a letter a week for to six years. Oh yeah, for six years to what the state. A representative. I think it was the Senate. The Senate. Or yeah. something wild like that. Like, just the highest bitch in the land. This yes. motherfucker's like, yes. I'm sending letters to the highest bitch in the land until they listen. Yes, because and he I'm wants like... his prison library, and then he ends up getting it. If that's not white privilege in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Which, is that my uh, note? Uh... 
<laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to find it. No. Oh, I said, this is beautiful. What a bold bitch. But what I actually meant was... <laughs> what a bold, privileged bitch. Yeah. I was like, that's that's how you use your privilege for something constructive. Because yes. at the end of the day, that was a constructive thing for him to do. And I was happy to see it be successful. Yeah, he got like a bunch of prisoners there diplomas. Yeah, which... Yeah. That's a bad bitch right there. That's a bad <laughs> bitch right there. And even a badder bitch because now he is sending two letters a week after he gets the funding for an even bigger library. <laughs> yes, bitch. Oh, God. All right. Um, so I, I did have a note here that I think had something to do with... Um, I think... Did Red go... I think Red um, has another, at this point, has another um, rehabilitation thing. Oh, uh, yes. Like, yeah. Uh, we also missed the part mm-hmm. uh, where uh, Andy plays classical music over the warden's PA. Ooh! Ooh! Which was a bold move. That was yes. a bold move. And he um, gets two weeks in solitary for it. <laughs> and it doesn't break him, apparently, which is surprising to me because, ooh, God, if I... For as much as I like to be alone with my own thoughts, the concept of being oh, in yeah. solitary confinement for two... No, I couldn't. I could never. But And that is not his first time in solitary. Or not not his last time in solitary. That is, I think, his first time in solitary. Oh, yeah. it is not. But there's... um, I made a note about life sentences in Maine. Um, mm-hmm. A life sentence is a minimum of 25, but there is no limit. Um, Like, it's a minimum of 25. So, like, somebody would have to be there for... I apologize. Um, uh, um, the the Amazon thingy went off. Oh, um, is Alexa you listening just said to her, her name? Is is Wiretap listening to us over there? Yes, but you just said her name, so now she's activated again. Oh shit! <laughs> Don't worry, I won't say anything that'll jeopardize your <laughs> no your well being in front of the Wiretap. No, it was just more that it's. That it, it, it's more that it was still going and listening. Oh, and it didn't gotcha. stop. And I was like, "Fuck no!" Anyway, it's fine. Uh, um, so, so let's see. We got we um, got a really uh, really pretty speech about hope and about how important it is for survival. And which, then here we have a Red's speech about it being a dangerous thing and mm-hmm. uh, being very complacent with the idea of being in prison for the rest of his life. Yeah, which again reflected very like that was that made so much fucking sense to me but then there was that i don't know the hope bit made me mad but that's also because i again mirrored a conversation i'd previously had with a lookalike of this motherfucker so anyway like it just had like a when did you have a hope conversation with a morgan freeman lookalike not with Morgan Freeman. I was the Morgan Freeman in this situation, and it was uh, fucking annoying. Oh, it was with your ex that looks like Andy Dufresne? <laughs> yeah, it was fucking annoying. Like, it, it was annoying to see the number of moments where I was like, this is really off-putting that oh, my boy. relationship has sort of oh, mirrored no. some of these moments. But anyway, that was that was an interesting little, uh, little moment. Um, yep. And then that's where Red gets the parole hearing. After that, he gets rejected again. And then, this is also where Andy, after his two letters a week, gets an entirely new library that he names after Brooks. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. 
We haven't met the greaser yet, but we have not. We're about to, but yes. there's a there's a comment in here where somebody says slave labor, like these specific words, yes. slave labor. That is actually coming up. Oh, solid. Okay. Because uh, we know that while well, the warden is doing that whole like free labor thing outside of the prison, mm-hmm. and is being a really shady slave driver making money off of prisoners doing community service outside of Shawshank. Mm-hmm. And Fun fact, still not illegal. Um, still yeah. not an illegal thing because of what amendment again was it? It was Amendment 13. Reread that amendment, people. It's fucking weird. Anyway. Yeah, and uh, they actually, uh, th- through uh, the narration from Morgan Freeman, which, by the way, this is the first movie he's ever narrated, uh, which seems weird to think about, that he had a first time narrating. <laughs> right. He hasn't always been doing this. That's wild. Yeah. I also don't know what movies he was in prior to this. Like, I just don't know that. I don't I know. I know he was in something. This can't have been his first movie. You no, know what I mean? Like, uh, I think well, mm-hmm. there was another movie. One, because he was already old. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, there's photos of out there as a young person actually also still acting. But in this thing, he's already... Yeah. This motherfucker already old and already, like... Old and wise, and already the vo- the voice of old and <laughs> old yes. and wise black people in every movie. Yeah, um. <laughs> and um, which uh, for uh, the warden being a shady slave driver, uh, also a testament to his villainy is that he makes Andy his personal accountant in all of this. Mm. Uh, you have to be quite the villain to make the hero work for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. There that's is- that's something. There is another person coming up who I have a note on that said, oh, would have made a great Joker, specifically. Um, I Not this guy, not the warden, um, but like it's somebody else tied to something that will happen in like two minutes. Oh, yes, because yeah. now we have a greaser coming to Shawshank to show that time had passed. <laughs> We're in the 60s. Well, 50s. Wait. We're in the 50s. Sorry, I forgot what time <laughs> period is greaser. I was like, 60s, that doesn't sound right. No. We do get to the 60s, just not yet, yes. which also feels weird timeline-wise because like, yeah. I don't know. Like it just said... At one point, you said, like, oh, yeah, no, six years have gone by. And then previously, there was something that was three years. Yeah. Like, so nine years have gone by, and he went in in 49. No, was it 47? He went in in 47. Oh, you're right. It was 46. It was 49 when he asked for Rita Hayworth. Yes. That's when that happened. So there's a three-year time jump there. And then I'm imagining six from there. So we are still in the 50s, but it just felt like it felt weird to me. And it felt like we were already in the 60s, but then this guy shows up looking like... Yes. What the fuck is that guy's name from Happy Days? Anyway, whatever. Fonzie. Yeah. I was trying to remember the actor's name, but that's fine. Oh, no. He's just yeah. Fonzie. Yeah. He's Fon- the Fonz. The Fonz. Hey. Um, um, but yes, he wants to... Uh, the greaser wants to get his uh, diploma. He takes the p- diploma test, then he crumples it up and throws it away because he thinks he failed. Oh, he also was struggling with being able to read prior to this, and basically yes. they taught him to read, which I was like, that's dope as shit, and yes. well done. And here we learn that the uh, greaser did time in a different prison with the actual murder of Andy's wife and golfer dude. Elmo Blatch. I don't remember if that was the actor or the... That's the actor, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember... 
Elmo Blatch. This is that the person. sounds like the character though. It it does, but it also <laughs> it does. I would I would absolutely who names buy their it. child Elmo in real life. And people prior people prior <laughs> to Sesame Street, no one did that after Sesame Street because that <laughs> oh, that's would be true. Weird. Yeah, this is the fifties. <laughs> but everybody prior to that, like, cause I there were there are definitely people like famous people who were named Elmo prior to that, and I just I can't remember who they were, but because they of existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we retired the name because yes, Jesus Christ, it's yep. like retiring a damn jersey. Um, <laughs> whoo, um, but yeah, no, this is the this is the dude that I had it marked like fuck he would have made a good joker um like an old like batman beyond joker yeah like one of the ones that's definitely in arkham and like mm, confessing to some shit partly because yeah. that would literally be the exact scene that was filmed yes um, because about, like... yeah but where he's confessing to the murder is when he is laughing like a maniac exactly and his maniac laugh was so fucking good i was like ooh, bitch. but that would imply that we want another fucking joker movie did I say that? I didn't say that. I just said he would. I said he would make a good one. I'm also 90% sure that man is dead now. Anyway, yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> like, I mean, because a lot of people from this movie are dead. Um, yeah, because this was the 90s, and it's been a long and time. They were all really old. Yeah, uh, people were so... old in the movie. <laughs> so of course, um, yes. And uh, this is where uh, Andy goes to the warden mm-hmm. to try and get his assistance in a second trial. Mm-hmm. And since he asked so nicely, the ro- the warden rewarded him. The warden rewarded him <laughs> with a month in solitary and killing. Yes, Tommy. Um, killing Tommy the, the greaser. <laughs> yeah, um... but he did end up getting his diploma, so that's good. He gets the diploma, and then Mr. Krabs had waxed the greaser. Oh, at fully... Okay, here's the thing. Fully when he walked outside... Like, when when that guy came to get him is the moment where I wrote down the note, Tommy is about to get shot. Yes, like, that's the yes he is. He is about to be the victim <laughs> of... The United States prison system. <laughs> For a second there, I was going to write, Tommy's about to be stabbed. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's going to be shot. That He's specifically going to be shot. So oh, yes. I wrote that, and then I came back a little bit later. I was like, called it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah oh, also, and I did write, Tommy passed. Oh, yeah. good. Right before that, I'm like, and I basically could have wrote, Tommy passed. Um, away. Um from a bullet wound. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And after oh. this, Andy gets another month in solitary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just for the hell of it. Just because. Um, God, this is as if like Dolores Umbridge was in charge of a prison. Yeah. And not a school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, uh. oh, which fun fact. Uh, Harry oh. Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 is on the top 250 list at the bottom. So we're eventually going to have to watch... All the Harry Potter movies, which I don't know about you, I have not done in a long time, and I'm ready to be very much let down. It's been a minute. <laughs> oh God. Um, I have a note here that says, "Fuck that warden is so dark and evil." Ooh, casual racism about native people. Um, because there's just very, very, very minimal weird racism throughout this whole film. Except this moment, and I was like, "Oh, 
I'm always going through these movies, like, thinking, here, it's going to come up. It's going to fucking come up. I know I'm going to find it. I will find it. And there is one fucked up line that came out of the ward. I mean, there are several fucked up things that came out of the warden's mouth, but specifically one thing about Native people, and I don't remember what it was. It was just something... I think it was a slur. Like, and I could, it was, but it was done very quickly because that wasn't the point of the line. Yeah, I actually don't remember that. It, it was, um, it was right after, it was, it, it's the literally in the scene after, um, after Tommy gets shot. It's like right after that. Um, and it's one of the next thing the warden says. Cause I think the warden, the warden goes down to talk to Andy, right? Like, I, yeah, he goes to solitary to talk to Andy. It was that. during his speech while he was down there that he said something to the general effect. It, it's not like I'm not going to sit here and say it's not important, but I, what I will say is it's like it, it. The way that they mentioned it was very, very casual, so I can see not catching yeah. it. But like I, I also I will consistently look out for this, everybody, with the exception of the Godfather, because bitch, that's the whole movie, the whole thing. The yeah, because enti- they also just casually drop the N word in that movie. I was uh, not 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 just N word with the hard R. Yeah, I'm like okay, will, we will get to that yes <laughs> next episode tune in next week for that yeah, that was a little preview of <laughs> i've got feelings <laughs> our counterculture thoughts on the godfather i cannot wait oh my god i will guzzle all of the film students tears i uh, then also <laughs> have a note that says wow truly the only thing more evil than a serial killer is the men that jail them well i i, I wrote it intending for it to be read in a in in the voice of Jack Sparrow specifically, voice of Jack Sparrow, yes, which I can't do. <laughs> I so. can't either. <laughs> the only thing more evil than a serial killer is the men what jails them. Was the way I wrote it. What jails them specifically is the part of that where like yes. that can only be read in an accent that is vaguely Caribbean, <laughs> <laughs> vaguely white Caribbean specifically from the 1600s. Anyway, yes, um, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> All right, Ooh. let's let's move along now. Yeah. So Andy gets out of solitary and and he has this weird speech about like with very specific yeah. odd instructions. It's like, That's, oh, this guy's gonna escape. <laughs> like, it's one of those, like, hey, bitch, like, wh- what are you talking about? It's like, there's a house, it is over here, and there's a tree, and I need you to go into the tree, and I need you to go down here, and then I need you to remember this name, and I need you to remember, I'm like, uh... Remember okay. this really generic name, and then this very complicated name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go to Buxton, and then go to Ziwataneo. <laughs> and I was like, the fuck? <laughs> oh, like, I, when that came up, I didn't... Like, I wasn't at that point logging that there was going to be a prison escape. Like, because I just hadn't at that point been thinking about it. And again, having never seen this movie prior to that, like, I guess I've heard people mention an escape sequence and that being the thing that they liked from the movie. Yeah. But this is where all of the weird disparate bits sort of all come together. Yes. And like the way this Mm -hmm. speech is, uh, Andy has either cracked... And is about to kill himself, or... Or he is going to escape. Mm-hmm. And we will get to that in a little bit. And Morgan Freeman thinks he's going to kill himself. Yes. And I believe he says something about, like, um, that was the longest night of my life, or some shit. And then, oh. and I believe I wrote, I was going to, it's, at, it's crossed out of my notes, but it was going to be, 
long dark night of the soul <laughs> which is what that reminded me of but i don't know what that's from me neither it's probably from a movie that neither of us has seen that is probably on this list or some form of pop culture i don't know it's a movie. <laughs> i think i think it's a thing that comes up in a book like it's a type of it's a scene in a type of book and i think it's okay. a part of the hero's journey um like because there's like a a long like like a, a long sad night basically that like the hero goes through and then they come back stronger or whatever. Oh, it's that yes part. it's a, like, it's a storytelling trope yeah. yeah yeah so i think that's why i anyway that's that's where that came from Woo. um but yeah so shall we dive through this prison escape because that is the next part <laughs> sweet baby bitch so. i was <laughs> Uh, Andy uses his was has been using his rock hammer for the past twenty years to dig a tunnel from his cell out of Shawshank. Which fucking Christ Almighty! That so you know like that whole like your personal hell based off of your Myers Briggs personality. Mm-hmm. I think this was mine. Fair. Because you had to do some menial, tedious task forever. That was digging a tunnel with a rock hammer. I fully, <laughs> I fully actually cannot do that. It's why I'm really bad at like tasks that require me to focus on very tiny things. Oh god, yeah. Like I, I physically can't do it. I start shaking. It gets like I start shaking and like just. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, so he's been doing that, mind you. He's had it covered. This is why Rita Hayworth was important. Yes. And why then subsequently it was Marilyn Monroe and then it was... Raquel Welch. Thank you. I could not remember her fucking name and I was trying... I was going to write it down. I was like, no! The very famous portrait of Raquel Welch from... Um, it was a movie poster um, from... I don't remember either. It was an old Hollywood movie about yeah. like... Um, about... Um, people in the like people at the dawn like cavemen basically yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, who definitely had fur bikinis <laughs> it's the very famous fur bikini <laughs> yes. uh, photo y'all know the photo even if you don't think you've seen it you've seen it before it is so like i i recognized it immediately all right but i also love the <laughs> podcast you must remember this and i'm pretty sure they covered that yes uh, and so here is where they also go into. Uh, so early in the movie, uh, Andy established like a fake identity with its own like social security number as uh, a as a like a scapegoat for his dirty work with the warden's taxes. And it turns out that that fake identity was actually him. Uh, All of that money was going to go to him <laughs> I when he escaped. It. That <laughs> was a stroke of genius. Oh, it was so good. Oh my fucking god, that was the most genius shit I have ever seen. Like, I, like that specific thing, because it it just immediately has you harken back to that thing, wherein, like, because there's this conversation wherein he's. When you go back and you look at that conversation, he is smirking. Yep. He's smirking during that conversation. And that is, in fact, the mouth tick that triggered me the most, actually. Oh, no. I like it just specifically because, anyway, which always, to me, whenever, 
my ex did that would indicate something shady is happening here and I don't know that I yes. and I wasn't wrong and then I, was like, <laughs> I felt vindicated actually at that point which might be why I was like this is the most brilliant fucking yeah. sequence I've ever seen in my life I feel vindicated I knew something was weird and this is how I knew something was weird that yes. was a weird mouth tick and I don't know uh, that is odd. that is also in that scene where we got the brilliant line I had to come to jail to be a crook Ooh. Which is so good and it just is, so important. Uh, it speaks to it speaks to the problem with the system yeah. that we have already discussed and won't go into. Oh yes. Uh, and so next we have uh, the part where where he hit his rock hammer, which was in a hollowed out Bible in the Exodus chapter of the Bible. There which... is a sequence earlier <laughs> where the warden holds the bible that remember earlier when i said church people freak me the fuck out it was that scene everybody <laughs> where because they start re- re- recounting the bible where verses. both of them do that to oh, each other yes, yes, and yes, yes. i was like i don't like this but the <laughs> warden doesn't open the thing and gives it back to him because he's surprised one to see him reading it because i'm pretty sure none like the general assumption is that that you're supposed to take from that is none of the other people are reading their Bibles. Yes. Which is weird to me. I actually would, I think, read it cover to cover. I'm also dyslexic, so that will take me 20 years of a sentence anyway. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Um, But, like, that's it. That Oh, that was buck wild and pretty great. Also, um, two flubs here that I feel like we yeah. should bring up. Okay. Um, and it's not so much a flub that they mentioned in the movie. It's just two inconsistencies sure. that... Actually, fuck. It's not even an incon- one of the inconsistencies that they made note of in the like in the movie notes. Um, for you listeners, we watch these on... Most of them, we watch them on, um, on Amazon uh, Prime. Because it has those little x-ray things that pop up from IMDb. So you can see all of the like revealing mistakes and um trivia and all that like anachronisms and continuity errors and all of that i love looking up where those are and like seeing (laughs) those and this just automatically pops up with them so we watch them mostly there because those pop up i did i counted the number that are in here we will get to that number later but there this one isn't mentioned there which is um andy is not at the end of a row which means He's digging into someone else's cell. Like, that's all. Like, there's not a large <laughs> space in between the cells. He's just digging yeah, into another cell. Because, yeah, he's between two other cells. <laughs> yep. Um, and, like, and he's not digging down. He's digging over. Um, yeah, because that, and he's that not camera digging... angle zooms way out. Yeah. And he's also not. Down. And he's also not digging. Like, like, he's not digging that way. He's also not digging, like, out towards the light because, like, that would be noticeable. You'd see mm. that through the thing. Yeah. Granted, there's also an argument where you were, like, if he had, like, a blanket or something. Like, which, mm. I mean, they... Did he have a blanket in the rest of the thing? I'm, I'm like, not remembering that I, scene yeah, in the rest of the thing. But, like, you could hide that with a blanket, but you'd have to also hide it on the outside, and that would be then visible to the guards, possibly. Yeah. So, that... And also the fall would probably be much more significant. Yeah. Um, but like, I fully thought, because he had asked for rope. Yeah. And that rope bit, what he used the rope for, I was not, this is why um, why Red thought he was going to kill himself. Yeah. Um, but I thought very specifically, 
that he was going to climb out the window or something with that rope, but like mm-hmm. that the reason he was like stacking all those little figurines up there was because he was going to exit through there and he was like working on the base like like hammering at the base of the bar so he could remove the bars which i think actually might be another way that one could do that but also if you're gonna do that and the drop is significant you're gonna leave at least one bar in place or relatively in place so that you can easily get out that way also um that's a lot of fucking rope that you'd have to ask for and that would be suspicious um so that's definitely why that didn't happen mm-hmm. but instead he crawled through the fucking sewer um yeah oh my god <laughs> gross as fuck gross as fuck gross as fuck um it was gross and also in the notes it said yeah no even the actor said no this is too gross i'm not doing like i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not doing all of that like i like i we will film this and t- do this take not like we'll we'll do this twice. I'm like not uh, me as an actor. I would literally say, if you don't get this shit on the first take, we are not redoing this. I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. We're not. I'm not climbing through this river of shit more than once. Also, I imagine that's not a river of literal shit. It's probably like no, chocolate the, milk. Or the something. thing at the at the end. Yeah. At the very end, that when puddle. Tunnel, when he's tunneling through it. That puddle at the very end when he climbs out, excuse me, when he climbs out, yeah, that is an actual sewage puddle. That was the note that I that oh. I saw there that was like, yeah, no, um, they had them test that and found that the water was like so contaminated that the actor, like, yes, the actor could go in. They would immediately have to hose him off though, and oh he also God. couldn't stay there. And I was like, yeah, no, this is why I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm not. If I were even in this at all, you would only get me in there for a fraction of a second. I would be out immediately. My mouth has, like, been taped over and somebody's put a fake one over top of it for the simple reason of I'm not taking that fucking chance that something gets up there anyway. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, there are just so many precautions you would have to take that at that point you might as well fire me. It just wouldn't make sense (laughs) for me to do that part. Like, or that you film it with a stunt double and like, that's just the end of it. Like I'm not doing that, but you know, to clarify, I also don't necessarily want to visibly be on screen and acting. That's why I voice act anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, I basically <laughs> just kind of want a version of Andy Serkis's career. Oh, correct. <laughs> oh, fucking correct. Film acting, but all motion capture. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that would be so fucking incredible, though. Yeah. For a couple reasons, I'm not even. First of all, I'm not cutting this part. But second of all, like, I like I would love that partially because any body dysmorphia that I have immediately gone because I get to see myself and recognize my own movements, which I can do already. Yeah. But like, I'll see that, see my own movements, but then see it like applied to. You could potentially do it in such a way that it's, um, looks mostly human still, but then yeah. also like, but. Like, I don't know. They could map something onto that that was basically me, but, like, with the things about me that I might want changed, changed. And I would love to personally see what the fuck that looks like. Like, I just, I want to see that. Not so I can know what to work towards or anything, but just, like, (laughs) but just, like, seeing what that would look like. I actually, um, practical application, I wonder what that would be like for, um for trans people experiencing that for the first time. Oh God. I myself am non-binary. So I like, there are just a couple things gender wise I would tweak just overall. Like 
anything about me that seems overly masculine and not like more just straight neutral um like that would i if i could if i could do that that would be cool um <laughs> that that would be what i'd change but i would imagine for somebody who like for um someone who is um for someone who's transition like who hasn't transitioned yet but like wants to and really wants to see like what they might look like or what they like what they could look like in that sort of idea. I, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I would imagine as a therapist, you would have to like, you would have to figure that out and yeah. judge. Yeah. You'd have to judge that for them. And I, yeah, <laughs> I did trade to be a counselor, but I don't, <laughs> that's not a thing I know anything about. I will ask my actual therapist though. <laughs> I will also ask that company if they want to sponsor this show. Anyway, let's oh, keep cool. going. <laughs> uh, anyway, after that tangent. Yeah. Uh, so when now we see uh, after he escapes, um, Red has his... Before uh, that. Hearing. Huh? Before that. Very key thing that happened. Oh, the warden stuff. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. All um, of that shit catches up to him. Andy got out, put that money in that account. Oh, he right. goes in, takes that money out of that account, and then while he's out, he mails all of the copies of all of the bullshit that the warden has pulled. I forgot that came before this. <laughs> over the last few years. Yup. And then the warden is like about to get arrested, and this bitch <laughs> is such a bitch that he can't handle possibly entering the kind of prison that he actually runs mm-hmm. to the point where he eats a shotgun. Um, <laughs> that's a really crass way of wording that. He shoots himself in the head is what yeah. I'm saying, everybody. But yeah, yeah. that's the yeah, anyway. Y'all yeah. understand. <laughs> but like that's so he truly can't even handle like the form of punishment that he would dole out in a prison. And yeah. that is a, a very poetic thing that I liked a lot. Oh, I love poetic justice. So oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Oh, that moment was so gratifying. I just watching that man get so fucked over was the most satisfying thing, oh, even brilliant. if I like like just because just because you know he was a dick to not just one person so even if you don't like that one person and you don't know whether or not that one person is guilty of whatever their crime was like you can still see that person and be like well but they still don't deserve to be treated like a fucking animal or whatever like and or whatever and so you get to watch this motherfucker just get taken the fuck down it is beautiful yes and inspiring Yes. My God. <laughs> anyway. Um. <laughs> All right. So after that, then we get Red's hearing. Yeah. Uh, where he basically tells the board to fuck off and then gets approved for release. <laughs> Here is my note for that. One, this is my new audition speech. Two, um, that would never have led to an approval. White guilt <laughs> ain't nearly that strong. Um, because <laughs> like his whole essential argument there is like, Listen, bitch, I've done this three goddamn times visibly on camera already. And, like, and this, and and I give you the answer you want to hear every single fucking time. And you know what? I'm done. I'm fucking tired. Y'all clearly don't want me to leave. So, I guess what? I'm fine with staying. I don't really give a shit. Do I have regrets? Only that I wasted my goddamn time coming to y'all in the in the first place, and um, now 
if y'all don't mind letting me go, I got shit to do. And I'm like, <laughs> this motherfucker. And, I, yep. and he's visibly talking to somebody who is um, younger than the previous like men that he's like yeah. spoken to for this. Um, so part of me is thinking because this is the 60s, like um, civil rights movement is a little bit going on right now. I don't know mm-hmm. if this particular um, prison review board like has people on it who like are and like so maybe it it is possible like through that that they'd already made the determination like that he's you know ready to go because they reviewed his previous statements and whatever but um can confirm because of the uh lawyers that i've already mentioned um (laughs) already but uh shout out to jessa and nick from getting off um they have made me a bit of a law nerd and one of the things they've talked about is what they're hoping to hear for in an appeal like in when you go to make your appeal speech basically um they want to hear that you um understand that your actions were wrong um and they want to hear you admit that you did the thing um and if they don't get that that is when they won't release you. Um, so this whole speech where he's not saying that he admits to doing what he's accused of doing, um, which I will, I guess, talk about later. Um, but like what he's, he doesn't get, a, yeah, he doesn't admit to doing it. He doesn't admit that at all. In fact, he insults the review board, um, <laughs> which like, <laughs> like, like, not only does he not do the basic one thing they want you to do, which he's also done, admittedly, like, three or four times already. And they're basically just jerking his fucking chain. So at yeah. this point, like, yeah, no, I would say the same fucking thing. Like, it's very believable and a very human thing. But I also know, just legally speaking, that would never work. So hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping that none of you are ever in prison. Yeah. But what I am saying is, if you are, and you are up for parole... Do not deliver this kind of speech. Do not do it. Be an ass kisser. It will get you out of jail. That is all I'm saying. That's all. Anyway, legal advice from JV. Done. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> That's going to be our next podcast. Woo! Oh, my God. Only if I get a law degree. I'm a little bit contemplating that. But anyway, that's Ooh, only slightly, but mean like and i probably won't because i don't want to go back to school anyway <laughs> uh-huh. like i'm i i started college a little late i am 24 and now mm. about to get my associates then transfer to get a bachelor's yes, bitch. uh but now i uh, know i still don't want to go back to school even though i am back to school <laughs> i mean yeah well now you're also at a program that like has like cool fucking things in it like that entire fucking room we previously recorded this episode on because this is the second time we've recorded this. And the audio from last time <laughs> got very corrupted. Uh, yes, it did. And th- fuck, that won't happen this time. Let me fucking tell you because I already saved the thing exactly like I said I was going to do. Bam. Oh, and, and for context, um, I am going to school for environmental science. Yes. And then transferring for marine biology and possible second degree of captive animal care and education. Ooh, please do that, yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, like that specifically, um, fuck, that, that's a, oh, ah, wild. Um, but there were a bunch of birds in the room last time. It was 
buck wild and very funny to me. Um, but oh yeah, those taxidermy dir- <laughs> taxidermy dirds, uh, taxidermy birds. <laughs> and we will post the fo- the video of the axolotl um, on our Twitter page because I've decided we're doing that. That's just I'm, I've, I've made that decision for us. Sorry, um, but we're doing that uh, because yes. Um, All right. Anyway, um, back to the last part of this <laughs> very very last section. So, so yeah. uh, Red gets out. He goes to Buxton to look for the volcanic glass that the letter is under from Andy. Mm-hmm. Also certifying even more that Andy is a geology nerd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he is told to go to Zihuatanejo, where Andy mentioned he would be, which is a place in Mexico, but not really because, fun fact, that beach that they filmed that in, uh, I went to that beach when I was a small child. It is ah. Sandy Point in St. Croix, which is now a sea turtle reservation. St. Croix... Where is St. Croix again? I don't remember because I was a small child. Okay, I don't want to pause the show, but I literally can figure out where St. Croix is in like two seconds because I have like two things from there. And I just, I, I like, mean, I we have our smartphones here. Would you like me to? I'm Googling it already. I have a <laughs> that, that little, so, uh, Dane, right there, you see that little thing right there on my fridge? Uh oh oh the stingray thing yep yeah that is from Saint Croix my parents went there I am recently pretty sure a family member has that as well it's cute <laughs> it, is, it is the Saint Croix stingray yeah <laughs> it is so cute but now it's a uh, sea turtle mm. like hatchery reservation sanctuary thing I regret not going with my parents granted I wasn't given that option so it yeah but I want to anyway. go back so mm. I can remember what it's like in St. Croix slash the Zihuatanejo. The sea turtle reservoir, they don't let you, like... They don't let you go there. They don't let you go there or but interact like, with them at all. The, okay. the, the, mm-hmm. the beaches are still there, though. Beaches still exist in St. Croix because... Oh, no, and beaches will still have turtles at them because yes. turtles still exist everywhere, mostly. <laughs> mostly, except for the areas where they don't. Yes! Um, <laughs> <laughs> ain't that how all species work? They exist in the places that they still exist in <laughs> and uh, not the places that they don't. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Red and Andy are reunited. They hug and... Credits. And then the credits roll and they live happily ever after in a totally heterosexual fashion. I was going to say, in the <laughs> oldest gay couple way that they retired to Mexico, just, I, anyway. And they were roommates. <laughs> Oh my god, they were roommates. If that wasn't basically the gay equivalent of they retired to Florida, (laughs) they got a house in Florida on the beach. I don't know why that's the way that... And then we got a house in Florida, and then we lived happily ever after the end. I would guess that Andy Dufresne would be the bottom in that relationship. Oh, I'm just most imagining. Definitely. Anyway, just not that I want to imagine this, but again, also <laughs> from experience. Um. Anyway, um. <laughs> so, okay. All right. We so... are on to the number of goofs. So yes, number of goofs. Um. I was talking actually yeah last night with a um. I I work at a college. I was talking with a uh, film professor there actually. Um. Because he stops by my office literally every single day. He's yes. one of the sweetest men. I love him. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, I was talking to him about, about Godfathered Part 2 because I had watched that last night. And um, that yeah, and he was like, he, he was talking about how, well, consider with these also that you 
won't be able to see the footage until it's developed and like all been processed and everything so during this whole like era even in the 90s like they while they were filming it they couldn't necessarily see what was like they could see it through the camera yeah but they couldn't necessarily see it through like they can't see they can't go back and look at the footage immediately they would have to like there's a whole setup thing they'd have to do and that would take forever so like that's why back in the day takes would take longer and like Mm -hmm. they in order to review them they'd have to do it at the end of the day and it's a whole thing oh god yeah like so (laughs) thank god we live in the area where like each of our phones has a camera on it that can actually almost produce movie quality video like the number of films actually recently that have been shot on a smartphone is buck wild like there's are a lot of them and they're not huh. bad either. I mean, I've I've seen the quality of like iPhone cameras and Google Pixel cameras. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's um makes my fucking Moto phone look like a <laughs> piece of brick. <laughs> my I literally have the generation of Samsung phone previous to the current one, mm-hmm. and my camera is so much shittier than the new one. Yeah, and I do not understand it. But, like it's <laughs> it's still incredible. Y'all can check my photos for proof. <laughs> anyway, um, but so the number of anachronisms, continuity errors, and revealing mistakes uh, totaled at 44. <sighs> so, bitch, whenever you start complaining about superhero movies having consistency errors, bitch, I don't want to hear it. Because they only usually have like three or four. I mean, I don't have a lot of basis for this other than watching Captain Marvel, which I, seeing the notes there, only popped up with, I believe, like, two or three. Granted, also, they, Disney, um, billions upon billions of dollars. Um, the House of Mouse, yes. Oh, God, so much money. Our Disney overlords. <laughs> Jesus. But, like, yeah, I, I just, I constantly think about the number of, like, the number of movies that I that people like told me to watch, and the the first thing I immediately think is the consistency errors in this are fucking ridiculous. But they're not old movies necessarily; they're, they're newer ones. And but they're just movies where people will overlook continuity to errors, like this one where the story still makes sense, with the exception of one noted section that would still have been a problem regardless of how they filmed it. Like there's no real what actually. Not correct. There is one way they could have filmed that, and it's straight up just putting Andy's cell at the very, very end of the hallway. If they did that, fuck, then that, then ever, then all of it's fine. Then literally all of it is fine. But because they didn't do that and make that one film choice, that was that big inconsistency. But that's the only reason that inconsistency was there. And I think that that's like a pretty notable... like. That's pretty good as far as like movies in the 90s and like, like, yeah. And The Godfather had even fewer, and I was honestly surprised that was the 70s. But anyway, yeah. Um, so like, yeah. Um, that's that. Um, and because it, they didn't really mess with the way that the story was told, you don't really notice them yeah. except for one moment where gray hair. Um, <laughs> oh yes. Andy has in it's in the library. He's talking to um talking to Tommy and he has noticeably gray hairs in that like we're talking prominent gray hairs like visible in the lowest quality of camera gray hairs and then the immediate next scene like dark brown hair all the way through 
these are probably filmed like not in the same order i don't know if he came back for retakes or something like but something happened and caused that to be like that and it just it that was one that i did notice in the moment without looking at the list that i saw and was like that doesn't take me out of this because other than like my my like sort of tongue-in-cheek comment like Bitch, you know they ain't got just for men in the fucking prison commissary. Like you, like which, like which is true. They wouldn't have just for men in the prison commissary. I would. I oh my god. I, imagine the prisoner who like because they. I believe it's like basically what amounts to chore money if we're equating that with like sort of non-imprisoned life. Like they get a tiny amount of money. Can you imagine the prisoner who? would specifically spend all of their money on touching up gray hairs. Think about that. <laughs> Just think about that. Per- That's a funny image to me. Oh, boy. Male prisoner specifically, because I know that, like, I, I, there, we, society has things, women, the whole thing. So, like, I can imagine in female prisons th- that would be a different story. But, like, you know, you know what I'm saying. Y'all yeah. know what the fuck I'm saying. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> tries to insert feminism in there and stumbles. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Um, it was worth a try, Jamie. Of course. Um, so uh, that is all of my notes. Uh, what rating did you give this movie? Uh, I gave this rating... Mm-hmm. Let me check my IMDb. The funny thing is, I I literally remember what you said last time, so I could I just gave tell it you. A nine. Yes, yeah, I gave so it a nine. Yeah, you gave it a nine. I remember previously. our average then. Yeah, so you gave it a Whoopsie. nine previously. I gave it an eight. Um, I gave it an eight. I will claim that one of the points that I took off was not for was not for that weird scene with the with the thing, and was not due to anyone's performance. It was specifically. That one weird racist line that I didn't, that like fucked with me a lot. And then there was, um, fuck, there was one other thing that did it. And I don't remember what it was. I just know that there are, like, I, an eight is a really fucking good score is what I'm going to say. And I really fucking liked this movie. Like, I, I am surprised with how much I liked this movie. Yeah. I fully didn't think I was going to like this movie. Um, like, <laughs> oh, boy. Like, I fully didn't think it was, It's one of those movies that, like, uh, nothing really in this would necessarily appeal to me. Like, from just looking at, like, the... the um, From just looking at the, like, the synopsis that they have on, like, various websites and whatever, it doesn't seem like a kind of movie that would, like, really tug at my heartstrings in places and, like make me feel things but i'm also a law nerd now and just sort of i that might contribute to it a bit yeah <laughs> yeah and also like the my opinions with um like you know prison reform and whatnot like and seeing that sort of like basically vindicated and knowing that this is still a fictional story but like that that part still just from description based from description from actual um incarcerated people like you you it's not that it's not that different which yeah. is fucked and it's also not that different from like a movie that was filmed in the 90s but fully was set in the 60s mm. which is saying a lot about how not great our our prison system is yeah uh, and uh just like cuz we finished our synopsis and stuff what were like other like general parts of that you really liked or more 
more opinion stuff rather than just going through the synopsis? Um, well, okay. So, um, there's a, there's a concept called bad facts, which I like a lot, um, in law, especially if you are, um, I think this comes up a lot more for defense attorneys, but they are essentially facts that like are just, well, facts about the case, but that for your client are bad facts. That whole beginning sequence where the prosecutor is laying out what the facts of the case are and obviously then you know just in being intentional with stripping away the like the weird shit that he's putting on it as a prosecutor um but just looking at the fact of it you're like oh i probably would have convicted too like uh, like like just the facts don't look good um they look quite bad in fact so like i mean it's 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 rough though he also like had a moment where he gave testimony too which was a little like and i believe the question was actually like it would be real it's real inconvenient for you that that we can't find that weapon it's like actually it would be quite convenient for me if you could um and i was like (laughs) yes i was like yes bitch it would be and i was like good on you for answering that question (laughs) in that exact way because that is very true um so and well the only <laughs> the only other thought that i had is like that just you know sort of societally with the number of people who have seen this movie and really like this movie i would also sort of hope then that the sequence with um that the sequence as it was with brooks um and seeing how difficult it is for someone to reintegrate to society i would hope that um people seeing this movie then also take that next sort of leap and thought and try to see the human being behind mm-hmm. um see the human being and not just the whatever crime they committed because yeah. in truth we're all not really that far away from actually like from where these people wound up we're yeah there's a saying of like we're all like one to two really shitty days away from being like I almost said from being Ted Bundy, but that's not what I meant. But like from being a, like from potentially like being a murderer. Yeah. Like, and that's like that, that's really like I, the fact that that is true. That's a fact that scares people. That's because we don't want to think we're capable of that, but like yeah. we are, and we should acknowledge that. And when we acknowledge that, it'll be easier for us to acknowledge the humanity in people who are incarcerated or people mm-hmm. who have been incarcerated. Yeah. Um. Uh, from the Brooks point of this movie onward i think this uh, i think shawshank became a completely different movie oh yeah i think the first i was like oh is this gonna be like a like a weird cheery prison movie where it's all about friendship and it's a little cheesy (laughs) which (laughs) which is so funny as a concept to me yeah it's like i would i would see that movie i would see uh, it it, it, uh, it's called the uh final uh act of the producers oh yeah you're right (laughs) where uh bialystok and bloom uh get (laughs) get released that is a movie i have seen by teaching the prisoners to sing and dance that is a movie i have seen why is that a movie i've seen I'm gay and it was Nathan Lane. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only justification for seeing that movie. Pretty much. Yeah. But uh, no, this, this, like every single like prominent point that this movie made was just from then on, just uh, scene for scene for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of wish that 
that stayed the entire movie, not just the second half. I think oh, yeah. I, if mm-hmm. if that remained consistent throughout the entire movie, this would have been a ten for me. Oh it yeah, it would have been just mm-hmm. as perfect as a movie could get, regardless totally. of any like goofs or flaws. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, a nine is still really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, I I remembered what the second what the second point I took off was. Oh yeah. The fact that the movie I f- that okay. All of those pieces had to come together in that like big major moment, right? That yeah. totally had to happen. That made perfect sense. I get it. You know, literally everything paid off in that scene. It felt like it took so fucking long to get to that scene. Like I mm. felt it started to feel like it was dragging a bit. And where it started to feel like it was dragging actually was when um was when uh, Gil Bellows is the name of that actor. When <laughs> Gil Bellows showed up, I was like, "Are you?" fucking kidding yeah like, that like, one little chunk when he's in it did kind of mm-hmm. ruin the pacing that the movie already had yeah i mean granted its pace was already like a, a little bit weird at that point yeah like, it was a little disjointed yeah like it started off very very fast like a lot of things were happening very yeah. very quickly and then there were just a lot of weird things just during that middle section where like these things will all be connected together. You you don't know that they're going to be all connected together because you're not the filmmaker. Yeah. Um, so you like don't know where the fuck like you don't know why it's going to be relevant that like the Rita Hayworth poster was there. Like yeah. other than like so that's why it seemed like oh he's just like garnering friendship and whatever. Mm. Like because that that's what why that felt like that to me in the beginning is like oh is he just it's not that he's like just trying to make friends for friends sake. it's trying like he's i could i knew what he was doing i knew he was trying to ingratiate himself to other people one that's he's a manipulative fucker and that's just how that works uh, sorry anyway um relationship ptsd woo um oh, <laughs> so, like but like that's just like that's clearly what he's trying to do also that's not a shitty plan if you're like yeah. entering a shitty jail like that that makes sense yeah, not only entering a shitty jail but entering a shitty jail as an innocent person yeah Oh, yeah. And also knowing good and damn well that, like, even on, even getting an appeal, you won't, like, like getting an appeal, your facts were too bad. Actually, now feels like a fun um, moment to mention what kind of plea I would have recommended for him. Okay. It's called the Alford plea. The Alford plea is where you, is where you're not pleading guilty to anything. What you're saying is there are enough really shitty facts to potentially convict me of this, but I am innocent of this thing. Um which sort of answers like like I I understand why that exists for a lot of people that one just feels weird, mm-hmm. but like you're like, yeah, the facts look bad for this because, like, I was, like, as we saw in the movie, he was fucking upset. He just found out his wife was cheating on him. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, no, like, and was confidently and happily doing so and still was going to do so, as in had just left the house to go do so again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, th- that he's feeling, obviously, super shitty at that point. So... It would, it logically then everybody would think like, oh, well, his motivation to do it would be this or um, all these other things or whatever. But like, and the gun, the bullet and the gun and all this stuff, like all of it makes, all of those were really bad fucking facts. And because they were really bad facts, like the Alford plea would have been one that I would have pushed for. His sentence would have, I believe, been drastically reduced because you would still with that plea probably like... 
Because you're like pleading, you're pleading guilty to something, but not this. Like, you know what I mean? Or something like that, like kind of like that. And because of that, like you'll, anyway, <laughs> law moment, law nerd moment. Also, <laughs> Jessa and Nick, see, you've taught me well. I learned <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> but like, that's, that's the kind of plea I would have probably gone with. But then if we'd done that, we wouldn't have had a movie. Yeah. But yeah, that's just a look into Alford, please. If you find yourself in a similar situation, granted, also please the the the, the prosecutor would would offer it usually because you're like like I, I think I don't remember. That's fine. Um, I can you tell I've only can you tell I've never actually like been to prison. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> may have got arrested one time, but we'll leave that alone. That's a story for off mic. Um, but all right, yeah. So I think it's a good movie, and I'm excited to. Um, um, I I don't know personally that I would rewatch it because I don't feel like I need to. No. But like it was good to see. I'm glad I saw it, and I and I see why people enjoy it as much as they do. Yeah, if I catch it on like TNT for the upteenth time that day, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will probably sit down and watch it. One sort of wrap up question. Sure. If they did if they did a reboot. A reboot, okay. Like a a re not a, a remake? Yeah, remake. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. If they did a remake, who would you cast as Andy? As Andy, oh boy, um, oof. Because I fully don't have an answer to this one, but I feel like it's just a let's fun see thing to someone animal. probably like like handsome, clean cut, sort of who fits the bill of the character, but not too much like Tim Robbins. Because mm. Tim Robbins Ooh. was more of like the nerdy kind of clean cut yeah and to go somewhere different with a remake go with like the handsome kind of clean cut yeah so maybe like chris pine Ooh, ooh, ooh! i like that i, I like that i agree i agree on that i will cast red now um fun fact that we didn't mention red in the uh, story was an irishman yes. um was a white Irish dude, which is why that there's a line in there of him talking about, well, maybe it's because I'm Irish. Why do they call you Red? <laughs> and it's real funny, and I love I and I like that line. And I it popped up as a note there that that line was there because of that, and I, I thought mean, it was hilarious. Um, but... Before they settled on Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman, mm-hmm. and also why they cast Morgan Freeman is Frank Darabont always pictured Morgan mm. Freeman's like. His voice narrating and like sort of like Morgan Freeman's trademark, Morgan Freeman charm. Oh yeah. As oh Red. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, however, they were going to go with like either Clint Eastwood or Harrison Ford. I could see also both of those, and I like I, I could see also both of those for that. And I don't, I don't really have. Ooh, Jesus, that, that would have been a much different, like a much, yeah. It would have been a much different movie, especially that scene that the yeah. one that is what is now my audition scene. Um, that would be very, very, very different if that yeah. came from like Clint Eastwood or someone like that. Like I don't know. Frankly, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Woo, Jesus! Um, like wouldn't have had the same hit for me yeah. personally. But like uh, um, out of uh, Clint Eastwood or Harrison Ford specifically for that scene, I would probably go with Harrison Ford. Agreed. He yeah. has a, he has way more of a fuck it attitude that mm. I think would fit mm. that monologue more. You know what? 
I could also see Andy Dufresne being played by Ewan McGregor. Ooh. After having just seen him in Birds of Prey, this is why he's like fresh in my brain. I could see him doing oh, that. Ewan McGregor is such a good actor. Yeah. My God. Ooh. Yes, that man. Uh, especially because um, mm. I uh, saw him in Doctor Sleep. Ooh. Did you see Doctor Sleep? No, I did not. Ooh. Huh? Well, when we get to the Shining episode, which is on the top oh, 250, shit. we'll have to watch Doctor Sleep because <sighs> it's the sequel to The Shining. Motherfucker. I didn't know that. Okay, fine. We'll do that then. Um, yeah. I, do, I haven't cast Red and I can't think of who I would put there. Um, who is the... Mm, fuck. I'm like trying to think. I it, The annoying thing is like I, for some reason... Like, because in my head, I'm like, I don't have an equivalent to Morgan Freeman. Like, I just don't. Like, Yeah, no. And because I don't have that, or, like, even anybody, like, recognizable, I was just also thinking, like, who... Actually, you know what? Maybe not... Let's forget about him for a minute. Who would we cast as the warden? Ooh. Right? Oh, the warden. Um, let's see. Um, That's the realty. I do not have it. Some fucking trademark lawful evil guy. <laughs> um, you know what? I could low key, low key see Will Smith a little bit as red. Uh, I thought. Sorry, I, thought I went back to red. Oh my! God. I was like, no, finally back to red. I was like, no, Will Smith. I could a little bit see. Will I don't Smith know that could I'd... be a good red. Yeah, like he'd be good. He could do it, and he'd be good at it. Mm-hmm. Um. He would be good at it. I could tell that. Yeah. Um, um, but for the warden, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, uh, Jason just, Isaacs. We'll go with that. I do Lucius not fucking Malfoy. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Actually, yeah. Also, he was. Oh, yeah. No, never mind. I was thinking of Draco for a second. But actually, shockingly, Draco was incredibly good on The Flash. Oh, Tom Felton? Yeah. He's a great actor, so... But he was wildly good on The Flash, which feels very, <laughs> very weird. But, like, anyway, that... No, no, you right. He would... You right. Absolutely. I'm not saying Hollywood should remake this movie. I don't no. think they need to. I think that'd be a cool question to do for any of these That's why. I, that's yeah. why I posed it. I figured, yeah. fuck it, why... Like, Generating material yeah. on the spot, JB. Right? Yay! Hey, it's almost like I've had a podcast before. Yay! Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like... Um, so, yeah, but yeah, no, Hollywood, don't remake this one. You don't need to. It's pretty much timeless. Um, yeah, there's nothing really you'd do to make it drastically different. Yeah. Because, like, in my opinion, like, nothing mm-hmm. is sacred in Hollywood. Remake, mm-hmm. reboot, whatever the fuck you want. If they remade yeah. the entire Star Wars trilogy, I wouldn't bet an eye. Yeah, um, I wouldn't really. Just as long it. as you are going to do something mm-hmm. different enough to warrant filming that story again yeah oh yeah no completely i agree i think um i think if i had to um yeah no i i did i yeah my only reason for hoping that they wouldn't for this one um is more because the the message still holds that like things need to change and the prison system needs to change and because that still holds so well I wouldn't want to change it. Yeah. Um, like, because I wouldn't want anything to be different about it. Yeah. Because that part specifically is so good. Yeah. I really like that speech by Morgan Freeman. Yeah. 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 So, um, tell us what you thought of this movie, dear, dear, dear listeners, yeah. um, that we will eventually come up with a fan name for. Um, 
I, you know, ah, yes, here we are. So, um, you can find us basically on any podcatcher. I know this for a goddamn fact because I spent <laughs> three goddamn hours yesterday, like trying to Jesus. put us in each and every oh. podcatcher. <laughs> um, a lot of them are based on iTunes, so honestly, as soon as you put them in there, like that tends to work out fairly well. But, um, but after that, it, it I don't know, it gets like a little complicated. Anyway, um. If you are listening on um, on Apple Podcasts, or if you are listening on, oh God, what is the name of that other one? Um, Radio Public also has a comment section. Um, if you're listening on either of those, comment what your fan castings for this movie would be. I would love, I personally would love to fucking hear them. Um, That'd be really cool. If you like, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, five-star rating if you enjoyed it. Um, let us know what movie you're looking forward to us doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, also talk to us. We are on Twitter, and there may be, like, there will be a Facebook page for sure, there might wind up being a Facebook group for discussions and whatnot, which is fun. Um, and if y'all want to see that, let us know, and that will be a thing. You can contact us via our website, um, which is wannabefilmbuff.com, because that was fucking available. Um, just yeah. as a word. I'm really <laughs> surprised that just that name <laughs> is not anywhere. Right? Yeah. I was genuinely shocked but anyway we're so that, on to something jv right <laughs> we are on to something hell yeah so you can check us there um and i'm haven't fully finished updating the website yet by the time you hear this i will have um <laughs> so you'll be able to send us a comment or an email through that um and uh yeah we hope you enjoy this and uh Stay tuned for the next episode where we talk about The Godfather. Yes. Yeah, next week we'll talk about The Godfather. Uh, if y'all want to listen along with us, you can you can watch that anywhere um, and then come check us out. After that, um, we release episodes on Fridays. As of this moment, it's going to be Fridays. Um, <laughs> as of this moment, it's Fridays. That's pretty much all I have yes. to say to that. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have, oh yes, my my classic sign off that I have stolen from three different people. Oh God! Um, be well. Do as many good things in your life as you can. Stay safe, and stay wild. No, not the stay wild. I don't like that one. <laughs> hmm. We really need to think of a solid ending for this. Yeah, I. <laughs> I usually go with stay safe out there for pretty much all of them. Cool. Well, yeah. Be well. Do as much. Uh, do as many good things as you possibly can, and stay safe out there. And wild. And wild, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>